Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. to another episode of Agents of Mace. Today, we are talking Jessica Jones. We're back in the gritty Netflix underbelly of the Marvel Universe, sort of. But now it's coming back. I don't know. It's all very confusing. But we're on our watch through of Jessica Jones. We're on episode four, a.k.a. 99 Friends. Um, And let's get into it with a little bit of first thoughts on this episode. Uh, I'll let someone else go first for my maybe controversial first thoughts. <laughs> I mean, at this stage of the show, it kind of feels like um, we're living in Kilgrave's world, right? It's kind of just more along this like, you know, who does he really have control of and like, how are we going to figure out how to stop this? Like, you know, he kind of realized the scope of his power and who all he's controlling and what he's getting them to do. And that's kind of like the vibe that I've had in this one. Okay. How about you, Elisa? Um, I did, uh, I did enjoy this episode. It was not my, favorite one so far i think that part of the problem with me in this series is that my brain is now wired for the six or nine episode seasons (laughs) and so i keep looking to see how far we are and it's like dang it there are 13 hour long episodes and so whenever we're getting these things that feel like like filler like my brain is now rejecting it like no we need to get on when are we gonna get Killgrave? And so there was literally nothing to me wrong with this episode, but I don't like that we are ever so far from the season finale. 13 episodes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I agree. That's part of my complaint for this episode as well. And then slowly I remembered why it was like an ultimate complaint for this series for me. Um, I feel like we get so much backstory, but real slow. It's not It's not like a quick flashback that explains something. It's like, no, we're going to have the entire episode essentially be a flashback 
to explain one tiny piece of the overall story that could have been a five minute flashback scene, but instead they're going to drag it out and tell us a whole story that in the end really only explains one thing. Um, my maybe controversial take on this episode is enough of Malcolm. Like I get that. I get it. I get that his character drives plot. I get that his character is there for a reason that will be shown more as the series goes on, but it just seems like they couldn't think of a way to make Kilgrave have anything, any sort of power that other than Trish that like may affect Jessica. So they just gave us Malcolm who's just like always there and Jessica kind of feels bad for him. And then he becomes like a plot point in Kilgrave's plan. And you're just like, Ugh, okay. It just seems very convenient and easy. Mm. Yeah. A little bit of the lazy way out. Yes. Almost. Yes. Yeah. I, I love yeah. The cool thing about well, not cool, the scary thing about <laughs> Kilgrave is that he can he can basically like convince anybody, right? Anybody mm-hmm. on the street. And we see that in, in this episode, we see it in the next episode. There's lots of like moments where like a little kid comes up, um, or like a stranger on the street says something to Jessica and you're like, This is that's scary. That like you don't know who yeah. could be mind controlled. That's what's cool. Not like, yeah. hey, here's this person that, like, of course they're going to be mind-controlled. Because they're, like, they live next door to you. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, you kind of, uh, four episodes in, there's enough going on where it's just kind of like, from Jessica's perspective, it's literally like, how could she even run a business, right? Mm-hmm. You can't trust anyone. Anyone right. that approaches, you would you would think instantly it's like, it's got to be Kilgrave. Like, what do I what do I do on my end to try to test that or prove that they're not in that kind of control? Right. And I, and I think that like there are some cool moments in this episode. Um, I think you know we get we get some references to the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, again it's very shoehorned in right like it seems very forced and they refuse to say anyone's names um yeah it's like uh, things like that i wish there was a little bit more friendliness like if you're gonna if you're gonna mention it like let's give it justice you know we're all in the same universe like you can mention which like i I really hope that we get to a point where we do get to do a watch through of agents of shield because (laughs) it's the same in that, except in that it happens in the first couple episodes and then they don't talk about it for like two or three seasons. And then it starts to happen a little bit again. And then they're like, no, no, never mind. Never mind. And they never mention it again. And it's just like, why would you put all this time and effort into these shows? And especially with these, like these look good. Like, Right. If you crushed all this together and maybe cut out some of the fluff, you would have a feature film mm-hmm. on each of these characters and then the defenders. Like mm-hmm. that would be cool. 
So they put all this time and effort into it, and then to just kind of be like, nah, I don't know. I, I don't think that we want to actually make it canon. So just don't ever actually say anyone's name. We don't want this tied to it. They also keep calling it the incident, which I was like, is this before we decided it was the Battle of New York? Because they're just like, I don't, like how we didn't really know what to call the snap before they started calling it the blip. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The incident. And it and that's another one that seems like, you know, when Marvel couldn't say mutants. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. They, they were just it's like, just... oh, let's figure out a workaround. It feels really like Victorian. Like it's a bad thing yeah. that they're not allowed to directly reference. So it's the incident. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we also get to see in this episode someone who has been un- like I know that we you know we kind of get this with um, with Jessica, but this is the first time that we're seeing like a non-powered, non-main character person dealing with the fallout of being controlled by Kilgrave. Um, so we see the cop who was under Kilgrave's control and almost kills Trish, um, like dealing with the fact that like he remembers that and trying to like prove to Trish that he's sorry and that he <laughs> wants her to be protected and that he believes her and he believes Jessica and... Trish, you know, rightfully so, is a little hesitant when he comes knocking on the door with a box and is like, hey, let me in. I got something for you. Like, uh, I, I probably wouldn't either. That's no, thank you. Um, turns out uh, the thing that he has for her is a gun. And so now she has a gun. Um, and the moment where he like comes back to the door and then the camera does that thing where it like goes through the door and we get to see what Trish is doing on the other side and she's just pointing the gun at the door but she's like smirking it was kind of a weird moment because we're we're seeing Trish like take this turn of i don't know like you know we we've kind of learned that she wanted to help uh, Jessica early on when Jessica like first gets her powers. She wanted to help her kind of, you know, you should be a hero. Like, and now we're seeing Trish kind of take like what could lead her down. Like, I'm going into this pretending as if like, we don't <laughs> actually know what happens in the next couple episodes, but I don't. seeing that she's like, she could be taking a turn here, right? Like this is like Joker territory. Uh, mm. Like she could, very easily flip to a villain at any point in the near future. She is showing some uh, poor decision-making skills since, like, they do have a pretty lengthy conversation, but she does let the dude who tried to kill her into her house. Like, okay, I get it. I get he didn't really want to kill her. He was controlled by Kilgrave. I get that he's got that square jaw thing happening, but still, you don't... You don't just get over being almost murdered by somebody with within just a few hours. Like this, yeah. this is poor behavior, Trish. Yeah. Poor behavior. Make him, make him take you out to dinner first. <laughs> <laughs> but he's handsome, and he gave her a gun, so he's totally trustworthy. She, she's only human. Yeah. She's only human. <laughs> you know what this is kind of reminding me of? It's, it's kind of like the, uh, like the people in Blade, right? 
that are basically marked by like vampires. It's kind of like yes, the same concept in a way. Like Kilgrave's marking all these people, and when you think about it, like man, that's really horrific. Like if he's making you do these crazy things, you could still remember them. Like that's pretty terrifying, and it's just building this really interesting like kind of world within Jessica Jones of like who's been marked and like what do they remember doing and how does that impact the rest of their lives right because he's got to be in fear of like this guy's always going to have control over me like if I screw up like what's he going to make me do right and it's it's interesting to see because okay so Kilgrave if he comes along and and we have to assume right that like Kilgrave Kilgrave didn't just do this to a handful of people Mm -hmm. to climb this social ladder and like have all this power that he has. He's done this to hundreds and hundreds of people, probably, I would assume. So it's wild that he's made it this far without this ever coming to light anywhere, especially since we're seeing now that, yeah, you, you know, you feel violated that he made you do something that you didn't want to do but you remember that he made you do stuff that you didn't want to do so it's interesting that really like Jessica and now this cop are kind of like the only people that are like hey I remember yeah he did make me do that and uh, we want to stop him and I don't know if it's just a fear thing like maybe you know we don't know how his power works so I assume anyone who is controlled by him doesn't know how his power works like could he just take you over again and the snap of a finger even if you remember so maybe it's like a fear thing that's keeping people from trying to stop him or trying to take him out but other than this power of suggestion if you will he doesn't have any other powers yeah so awfully skinny <laughs> he is awfully skinny, so nothing's stopping people from stopping him, you know? Yeah, you know, it's like, you know, you get the group of survivors, and it's like, what's, you know, why aren't they banding together to try to go and take him down or right. something, right? Right. Instead, they just kind of talk about it, and you're like, yeah, well, put that energy <laughs> to like. <laughs> Do, yeah, do anything, something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, I did want to talk more about the the situation where we you know get the the mention of of the Avengers. Um, essentially, they we kind of are led to believe that you know with anybody potentially being taken over by Kilgrave, Jessica is sent on a normal job call I guess you would I don't know what you would call her normal work as a private eye but yeah she follows a guy who may be cheating on his wife the wife calls and is like hey did you follow him she's kind of like that's weird she looks inside and sees all the papers from the lawyer that or the the lady who is on the phone with her Uh, and when she breaks in sure enough it was a setup it's a trap and we learn that Jessica's not bulletproof uh, <laughs> the 
lady pulls a gun on her and shoots her in the shoulder and basically starts complaining about how superpowered people are the reason that her mother died and so she's gonna kill Jessica to get revenge for her revenge. mother <laughs> yeah uh, obviously doesn't work Jessica you know hulks out and <laughs> like throws the gun through the wall at some point which I thought was it's just like a funny way for her to get rid of the gun. Um, and then just like destroys the apartment piece by piece. Um, and you kind of, she says that she has 99 friends. That's the name of the, mm-hmm. the episode. She has 99 superpowered friends that she knows about in the neighborhood. We know that she kind of, she doesn't lie right but she stretches the truth mm-hmm. about her abilities and stuff so i'm assuming that she's stretching the truth about knowing 99 superpowered individuals but also she's a private eye so do we yeah, think we don't that really maybe know. she does know some other people with power i wouldn't be surprised like she's surely is through her work and especially because like i just i mean most of what she does is in the middle of the night when crime usually happens and that's when you would see people that are new to the superhero game or have been around or probably out there doing stuff so like is it 99 i wouldn't think so but i wouldn't be surprised if it's like a handful a little bit more Mm -hmm. because right now we know we know that she knows uh luke cage Mm -hmm. and Kilgrave. And then the event, I mean, she doesn't know the Avengers, but the yeah. world knows of them. So. Right. And two of them don't have powers. True. Yeah, true. Yeah. And it's like, you know, how do you, you know, would, would she be aware of Daredevil at this point? Right. Or even Punisher. Right. And we have to, we, so audience, if this is your first episode listening, you may not know the rest of you probably do know but we didn't start this series in chronological order we started the netflix series with jessica jones uh saving daredevil for a little bit closer to the release of the new daredevil series so in chronological order of this series daredevil's first daredevil is a a presence that is known in hell's kitchen by the end of the first season of Daredevil. So I would assume that Jessica has at least heard of yeah. the Daredevil of, or the Devil of Hell's Kitchen, I guess is what they call him. So maybe? I don't know that they've ever met, but... But wasn't Jessica Jones released first on Netflix? No, no, Daredevil... No, the first Daredevil. season of Daredevil was first. Hang on. And then, then Jessica Jones, and then Luke Cage, and then actually, I think Daredevil. I can't remember how much they were spaced apart, though. I think it was they were pretty. Daredevil was twenty fifth. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Season one. And then, yeah, they were the same year, but Jessica Jones was in November. And Daredevil was in April, so. Okay. And then I think... I think Luke Cage and then Daredevil season two and then Iron Fist and then Defenders and then mm-hmm. Daredevil three and then Punisher. Yeah. Potentially. Man, even Netflix. So sorry. Like we're going on this little tangent. They were pumping these out pretty quick. Like yeah. we were getting new content like year after year, like, which is awesome. So it's, it's like, what happened? I get like Disney Plus is trying to get, bring back the, the quality on things. And they're trying to, to scale back. But mm. I found the bulk of these shows to be quality. Oh, yeah. And I mean, they're they getting have... these out in a pretty timely manner. So come on. Yeah. Y'all got to work, work together. <laughs> Lost Elisa. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they not only were pumping them out, but they had like serious money behind them i mean they had yeah relatively large names um and as the season as the series went on like bigger and bigger names joined uh and then they also it, it wasn't cheap i mean it was like full full like sets full effects i mean in I mean, I think we're not there yet, but I think about the the fight scene at the end of the first season of um, Luke Cage. That's a crazy fight scene. And there was so much money behind that show. And it's amazing to me that they just kind of petered out and... So now you just hype me up to go finish Luke Cage because, like, I started season one but never finished it, so I didn't yeah. get to see that fight scene. Yeah, oh, we'll we'll definitely have to talk about it, but but yeah, I, I just it's it's crazy to me that and I, and I guess I understand right, like they they got to a point where then Disney was probably like, hey, we're gonna start our own streaming, and we're gonna instead spend all of our time and money on our own streaming platform series. I'm glad that now we're getting this new Daredevil series and it seems like they're kind of pulling along the Netflix crew to be like, hey, let's kind of maybe continue this world. That's what I'm excited to see, like how much of it is kept as canon. Mm-hmm. Right. Because, yeah, they, they did so much and it wasn't bad. I mean, sure, some of the seasons were better than others. Um, Iron Fist wasn't like blow your mind incredible. But it was watchable. It was fine. I think Defenders could have been cooler if they had, you know, maybe spread it into two seasons instead of one. But yeah. there are some wow gotcha moments in that. So, yeah, I, I guess, you know, we'll have to see what they do with this new Daredevil series and mm-hmm. if maybe that's going to spin off into a new set of Defenders or Heroes for Hire or. Yeah, I mean, I know we're getting another Shang Chi movie, but Shang Chi 
shows up in Heroes for Hire, so like maybe they could. This mm-hmm. is how they could like cross some of that stuff over into the series and the movies. Yeah, <clears throat> I would like kind of say Ninety Nine Friends was more or less a building block episode. Nothing too 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 exciting in this one, but it still kind of builds out like more of the story of like giving you context of like where this is actually taking place, the effect that it's had on people. Mm-hmm. So makes me wonder, especially with how many episodes they've said Daredevil born again is going to have, like we still don't really know. Are they going to be like 30 minute episodes? Are they going to be hour long episodes? How many of those are going to be like building block episodes like this versus mm-hmm. very critical ones? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like they can't do. T- I don't know. I don't know because yeah. it, it. I guess it depends how much they want to pull over from this. Um, if they pull over mm-hmm. a lot, I feel like they they don't have to do build as many building block episodes, and I, maybe they could focus a little more on story arc stuff as opposed to like the history. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like they're not gonna. They don't even want to like fully commit to tying the Disney Plus series to the feature films currently mm-hmm. because they don't want to make people feel like they have to watch both. So I feel like there's no way they're going to expect people to go back and watch the Netflix series. Yeah, I can't Although really say now anything. Although it's all on Disney Plus. So. I can't really say anything on that because... <laughs> Someone hasn't watched a certain Yeah, something. yeah, I haven't seen it. I, I'm <laughs> still behind the times here. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I, I really like these. I hope that they continue these in some form. Um, yeah. To kind of get back on the topic of this episode, that we kind of strayed away from the, the big twist at the end of this episode is that... Thanks to this new cop that has joined the crew, uh, they're able to get a photo, I believe, um, that shows Malcolm talking with Kilgrave. So that's where we get this sort of like, okay, now Malcolm is a spy for Kilgrave or works for Kilgrave or Kilgrave works for him or they're somehow connected. Um and it makes you wonder if the, you know, we see Malcolm as sort of like a drug addict. He's always trying to like break in to steal stuff or get his next fix. But then it kind of makes you see it in a different light. Like, is he actually using drugs or is this some sort of like long-term side effect from being controlled by Kilgrave for too long? Mm. How like how long has he been working for Kilgrave? Um, is he the one taking the pictures for Kilgrave? Yeah, I mean that's I was looking at a thread, and that's kind of what people are wondering as well. Like if he's his use of drugs is similar to like Jessica with drinking, mm-hmm. because they've both been apparently in the comics. He was just a, like a big nerd. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like his his story. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense. Like, if you look at it from that perspective. Yeah. 
So hopefully, hopefully, because part I mostly I just can't even remember. But I, I hope that they explain more about the limitations um, of of Kilgrave's powers and how long they last, how close he has to be. You know, can he say, "Hey, you're going to drive from New York to California." And then does he have to stay within a certain radius of you for you to stay under his command? Or like once you get out of the state, are you good? And you're like, I'm not, I'm not gonna drive all the way to California. So I hope I can't remember, but I hope that some of that stuff gets explained a little bit more, or at least touched on in, in some mm-hmm. form. Um, I know in the comics it's a little bit different. His and I think they mention it in this, but in the comics, like his power is a hundred percent tied to his pheromones. Mm-hmm. So his power of suggestion isn't necessarily like him telling you to do something. So like he couldn't suggest something to you over the phone. Um, he had to be like there with you physically. And, and there are like moments in the comics where people just plug their nose and they're good. So I don't think that that's, I think in the show they lean a little bit more into the like, it's like a pheromone, but he can also just kind of suggest things to you and you'll do them. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll find out soon, hopefully. <laughs> uh, well, any final thoughts on this episode? Um, this episode had both the moment that I have most liked Jessica's boss so far and least likes Jessica's boss so far. I mean, overall still very, very negative on her. Isn't her name Hogarth? Yes. Horrible name. Anyways, (laughs) the part where I thought, okay, that's actually funny. was whenever the assistant walks in and she says, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you over that print, (laughs) (laughs) which is really mean, but it did make me laugh. But then later when she takes her current girlfriend to the restaurant where she proposed to her wife, I was like, was she a man in the comic? Why is she so terrible to women? It's awful. Yeah. 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 Hogarth is... um, She's mean. She's a bad girlfriend and a bad wife. (laughs) She and Foggy, I feel like, are the the big crossover characters in this this Netflix series arc. I'm pretty sure Hogarth's in every single one. and I just remember feeling the same way. Like, at first you kind of like her because she's, like, kind of quick and witty. And she's mean, but she's, like, Devil Wears Prada mean. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like, ah, oh, that's funny. Like, okay, she's, you know, she's the boss. And then every now and then she does things, like, like with her, like, weird side love story that, like, it's played out for some reason. Like, why, why is that a part of the show? I have no idea. Um but the whole time you're just like, wow, you're you're kind of an awful person. Yeah. And everyone in these shows like works with you or works for you, but you're kind of terrible. Yeah, she's super manipulative. Mm. Which yeah. poor Carrie Ann Moss. She just <laughs> <laughs> can't catch a break. Yeah, she gets put in movies as either that kind of ass queen or someone mm-hmm. who is kind of like mean and uppity. Like, mm-hmm. did y'all ever watch Shoka Lot where she was the mean uppity mom? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that movie. Wonderful movie. She's <laughs> yeah. the mean girl in it. <laughs> well, hopefully uh, we'll get a nicer side of her at some point. Uh, and hopefully she comes back in the MCU. That'd be great. 
because um, I think actually, I think Foggy was before we got um, you know Matt Murdock showing up to save Spider Man. Foggy, I think, was the only character that appeared in one of the movies, if I remember correctly. And I don't remember which movie, but it's one of the early ones. Which one is Foggy? Um, the guy from Mighty Ducks. Uh, Matt Murdock's uh, associate in Daredevil. Okay. I don't think he's in. I don't think he's shown up in Jessica Jones. Okay, I was about to say, I don't remember a Foggy. I remember if he does. Like, I looked it up. So he's in 38 episodes of Daredevil, one episode of Jessica Jones, one episode of Luke Cage, five episodes of Defenders, and he's mentioned in The Punisher. Okay. But I don't believe he was in any of the movies. He's not in any movies? I'm Unless not- it was like a. Uh, unaccredited type thing mm. now I feel like I have to spend the like 120 hours it's going to take to watch <laughs> all the movies again I, I feel like I remember seeing him in a movie and being like the crossover is happening and then they, it never went anywhere and I was like oh he just happened no. to be there yeah I don't think he uh I don't think he was in any of the movies, but maybe. Yeah, I don't think he was. But he well, should be. I mean, that's what I'm so irritated by is like, they're not even bringing anyone back for like the new series mm-hmm. other than like the heroes. I thought I saw they were bringing back, yeah, Jessica Jones. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think the last I saw, it was down to uh the guy who plays luke cage and danny rands where they were like i don't know that they knew what they want to do with iron fist if they want to make that a part of this new stuff but i know that they were trying to get luke cage going again in some form so i don't know that like I don't know. Did it say if we're getting another season of Jessica Jones or like a new Jessica Jones series or just that she was coming back? I think that she'll just appear in Daredevil. Yeah, Yeah, I think that's what I saw. I could see Daredevil turning into a Defenders. Like we're getting a new new setup for Defenders or Heroes for Hire, but we're not going to get a new series for all those. Uh, They could go Heroes for Hire route, but it just seems like from what we know... It's going to be still more of a lawyer type show. So I could definitely see him utilizing Jessica Jones as being like a PI for something. Like he just doesn't have the time. So, but he's like, I know someone. Right. That, that will help. And, but hopefully we'll get like cool fight scenes. <laughs> like hopefully it'll <laughs> kind of, you know. I'm, I am hoping that Daredevil is going to have like, it's going to have those, like, for, remember those first two episodes of Falcon and <coughs> Winter Soldier? Mm-hmm. They were, like, nonstop action movie, but, like, you know, full budget Marvel mm-hmm. film. Oh, yeah. I want that energy mixed with uh, She-Hulk energy. If they can combine <laughs> somehow combine those two, uh, I think that we're going to have a really good season of Daredevil, especially if that if we get... She Hulk. Yes, bring back <laughs> She Hulk. Maybe not the uh, the weird meta episode, but yeah, 
Hey, I liked the weird meta episode. If they made oh, yeah. Daredevil weird and meta, I'd be for it. <laughs> I enjoyed it, but I don't know that I want to see the Kevin robot popping out from behind Daredevil in court. <laughs> no. uh, maybe they just put the Kevin bot in the background of all the remaining shows and movies. It's just there. <laughs> they don't acknowledge it, but it's keeping watch. I would love if that's like the new thing was at the end of every movie, instead of an end in credit scene, we just get like some creepy scene of the Kevin bot like plotting some ultimate thing. And then in 20 movies, we find out that he's actually like Galactus or something. And it's, we've been tricked the all real, along. The real Modoc. Yeah. I'd really have missed time. Like, like, let's keep you up with the multiverse and <laughs> explain what's going on. <laughs> we, the last thing that we see of him is him, like, designing the code for Miss Minutes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is episode four of Jessica Jones. Be sure to join us next time for episode five when we're going to get to... Uh, dive a little bit more into the story and also we get a heist so prepare yourselves uh for the heist of episode five and what's our question this week see now i'm stuck on heist because now i want a scott lang miniseries (laughs) going on the ultimate heist how about how about if you could heist one item from the Marvel Universe, what would that item be, and who would be in your heist team? I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Yeah. So uh, I think we're going to start something new, and I think the next episode we're going to start giving our answers at the beginning of the episode, uh, so you guys know what we would choose. Uh, so look out for our answers next week, and we'll see you all then. Bye.